Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where in the world you are, mi gente. As always, I want to let you know that I appreciate you tuning in and sharing your Monday blues with me. And if you haven't done so already, go follow me on Instagram at its.me.shell. Click the link in my bio so we can connect everywhere. Also, make sure you subscribe to my podcast on YouTube and on all podcast platforms. Bye, vámonos. I see you. It's me. 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 Welcome back to another week of the It's Me Shell podcast. And remember, my job is to make your road to Friday a lot easier. Mi gente, feliz lunes, happy Monday, we made it. It is Monday and we are here yet again. Listen, it's been a long two weeks for me. I have incense going, like I'm trying to like just be in the moment, be present, but happy Monday, mi familia. I hope you guys had an amazing weekend. We made it through the weekend and now we just have to make it through Monday and I'm actually all the way back, okay? And speaking of being back, did you guys watch the Chris Rock um, live stand-up on Netflix? Hmm? Did you guys? Um, shout out to Netflix. Holla at your girl. I'm here. If you know, if you want to sponsor, let's get it. Let's just do it. But anyway, um, it was great. Okay. I love that type of comedy. It was cringy. It was real. It was, it was raw. It was amazing. Um, you know, I mean, Chris Rock, he never fails. But this one, he, he, was, he was out there. The New York Times critique, okay, was actually pretty good. Holla at your girl, NYT, okay? Sponsor me. I'm going to get everybody reading the New York Times. You already know. But if you haven't, go on and read it. If you haven't um, actually opened up and read the critique, it's actually pretty good. Pretty solid. Okay, they did, they did a good job. But I can only imagine how well and Jada feel right now. <laughs> I can only imagine. I mean, there's nothing like getting the other person's side of the story, you know, especially after Will and Jada said all they wanted to say, you know, they, they went on their PR rampage as soon as it happened. But, you know, Chris patiently waited to let everyone know what he had to say in his own style. And I truly love and respect that. Okay. I, 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 well, back to me. Let's talk about me because this is actually my surgicalization story. So back to me, I'm back at work after uh, my two-week recovery for my foot slash ankle surgery. It's pretty complicated, but not really. And I've been saying that I've been in a documenting mood. So this is exactly what this week is going to be about, my surgicalization story. And yes, I know that is not a word, but if you tuned in to episode three of the Funny Gals Talk series, yes, shameless plug because why not, you would understand why 
it's okay for me to say this made up word. Okay, I made it completely okay to say it. It's mine. I claim it. I use it as my own. And I actually use it at work sometimes, you know, amongst peers and staff. And that's pretty impressive because I do work in the medical field. So it's kind of being accepted. I don't know, Webster, you tell me how you feel about it. <laughs> like I'm really going to make it there, but you never know. Let's put it on the universe. You know, like I said, incense is going. Let's just put it on the universe. All right. So instead of setting the scene this week, I decided to do something different. I'm going to walk you through my surgicalization experience. No pun intended. It will be like Star Trek going into hyperspeed because my Dominican ways allow me to go in hyperspeed. It's actually one of my strengths. Okay. I, you know, I do and say things like I'm always running out of time or someone's running after me and I really got to get it out. So we're going to go through my first two weeks of surgery, starting with the day of, okay? And like I said, in hyperspeed, just like the weekend tends to end, super quick, in a blink of an eye, and boom, here's Monday. So if you're heading to work, already at work, or walking into your humble abode because your day is over, let me help you forget that it's Monday and that your girl wasn't able to walk anywhere by taking you on a little trip down memory lane. Well, my memory lane. I'll give you some time to get ready. Yes, that's me. I just woke up. And as I told y'all, you know, this is me doing my live. Okay, it's dot me dot show. Make sure you go follow me on Instagram so you can go watch that live. And look, all of a sudden, I'm ready. Boom, we out. I'm in the cab. It was a little too rowdy for me to record. So this is as much as I could get before like when I threw up and then boom, my IV is in. I couldn't record all of that. And boom, it's the right foot. It's confirmed. <laughs> we got it to make sure. And then I tried to smile. I don't know what I'm really doing here because I really don't know how to smile. So I was like, practicing. oh, look, I'm surprised. And boom, there it is. And this is right after surgery. As you can see, I'm delusional. It's who I am. And boom, there we go. I'm actually fully up and awake and dressed. I just want to say, hey, guys, peace out. I'm good. And there she is. She's gray. She's a boot. She's wearing her. And yes. That's cartoons. I'm watching cartoons. But look, there she is. And trigger warning right before I do my cute little shimmy. Educational purposes. Boom. Six stitches. That's where I'm at right now. And then all of a sudden, educational part two. Stitches are out. She's cute. She's a little bruised, but she's all right. And that's it. I just wanted to, you know, end like this because I love this picture. Peace and love. I'm out. I see you. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. Mi gente, I know that seemed pretty quick, but let me tell you that it was hard as fuck. Those two weeks felt like two years, and that's typically what happens, right? It just like it goes by in a blink of an eye, but then it really doesn't. It's like the weirdest thing to explain. But in case you don't remember what I had to be surgicalized for, I had this extra bone in my ankle foot because it was like in a weird position and it had no joint space. Uh, so it was fused. It kind of fused into one large piece of bone. And as the years went on, uh, that it, it, well, I 
completely, I fractured it as well. I had like a small little thin fracture, which we didn't even realize until the day of surgery. Um, and that's why it was kind of hurting so much more than normal. Um, but uh, it became symptomatic after 30 years of my life. <laughs> and my good old doc said, girl, you don't have to excise that bitch because it's not doing you any favors. Okay. And I was born with this little bone. I think I mentioned that before. It was a part of me. But once I actually like injured it, that's when I was like, all right, I'm very uncomfortable. It hurt like hell. It limited my range of motion. And for those who know me know that I'm very active and I love to work out every day. I literally wake up every morning at 5 a.m., very regimented to work out. And, you know, I just like to be overall healthy. And because of this, I wasn't able to do any of my daily activities, at least not comfortably, because I still was doing them. You know, I was still working out. I was still going to the gym. I was still doing all these things, but it was very, very uncomfortable very painful and very Motrin filled <laughs> because it hurt like hell. It was really, really painful. So I thought to myself, why not document this experience, right? And share my story, what worked for me, what didn't work for me, because there might be someone out there that needs this information or that might need help if they're going through the same thing, something similar. Maybe my recommendations, you know, what I went through might help someone. Yeah, I mean, I also work in the field, so trust when I say I know a little bit of what I'm talking about, just a tiny bit. And I actually did a live the morning of surgery. So if you didn't tune in, another shameless plug, because it's just what I do, because it's about me. And if I don't put myself on a pedestal, who will? Other than my husband. Yeah, but you guys know what I'm saying. <laughs> so make sure you go uh, tune into that live on Instagram, it's .me.shell and click that follow button. I follow back, you know, I don't bite or anything. So make sure you go follow me there. If you didn't tune into the live, I don't blame you because it was also at like 6 a.m. I was getting ready. I was up again, like I told you guys, like at five, but then I was like, I think that's too early. So I pulled a 6 a.m. live and I don't blame anyone who was still asleep or actually getting ready to go to their bumpy ass job because we need to pay the bills. All right, so head over to Instagram and watch that. It's cute, she's giving. All right. So I had surgery. Everything went well. I'm just going to fast forward to that part because the video kind of explained all of it. It was fairly quick. You know, once I was there, they kind of prep you, you register all this stuff, you go under, you wake up and then you're like, okay, fine, time to go home. So everything went well. It was, it was scary, but everyone who has surgery will say that it's very scary, you know, but everyone was very nice. And that kind of helped me calm down a little bit because I was very nervous because you know who gets excited about surgery that's some scary shit no matter how big or small the surgery is or even if it's like a minor procedure you kind of do tend to get the jitters it is an event but now I am weight bearing and that just means I can walk on my two own feet I'm still using one crutch though only because it helps me with stability um you know I'm still feeling a little like wobbly and I haven't started physical therapy yet. I'm waiting to see what I can do on my own. So definitely doing things slowly and listening to my body. And to me, that is very important. And when I was writing notes for this episode, I thought, okay, what would people want to know, right? So let's start, right? Now, the days after surgery is what you really, really have to brace yourself for. And I'm not saying this to be scary, but I'm just saying this because you need to be prepared. Okay, this, the day of surgery, you're still loaded with like anesthetics, but the first 24, <laughs> that shit sounds like a fucking crime, like I'm about to start a crime story. The first 24, gong gong. <laughs> all right, but the first 24 hours, all right? My experience the following day, 
was a tad bit painful. I'm not going to lie. But I can say that it was okay. Scary, but okay. Because I already knew what to expect. I had prepared myself, and that's the first thing on this list, right? To know what to expect before or to know what to do before and after surgery. And a couple of things that I found very helpful for me, right? And I kind of wrote a list down here. If you keep, you, I know my eyes are like going everywhere, but that's because I am reading off my list. As you can see, the ambiance, listen, this sentence right here, it's giving me life. I actually think it's called, I think like earth or something. It smells really good, but I, I like those types of smells. So just to give you, you know, a sense of the surrounding right now. You know, what I, what I, I'm present and where I am right now. It's very eclectic over here. First thing on the list. So you are prepared because that's, that's the key, right? What to expect, what to do before and after surgery. What are the care instructions? You know, like what can, can you not do? Can you bear weight? You know, can you stand on the surgical foot, on the surgical ankle? Can you toe touch? Because that's also a very interesting question because some doctors are very strict. They're like, we don't want you to stand up. We don't want you to do absolutely anything. There's no toe touching. And that just means like just your toes kind of slightly holding you up or being placed down. Some, some doctors are like, let's not do that. We're not comfortable with that. So it's very good to ask these questions. You know, another thing is, um, do I need a shower, sh a shower chair? I'm so Dominican. Do I need a shower chair? Do I need a shower chair? You know, can you wet the area? Do I need a cast cover? And for those that don't know, a cast cover is basically what it sounds like. It covers the cast. It's like this big plastic condom looking thing for your leg. And it goes over anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be just a cast, but you put it over and you can actually take a shower without worrying uh, about wetting the area. It's very important to know these things because you would be surprised how many people come in not having this information and, you know, they have surgery today and tomorrow they would be like, well, we have to come in. We have to get everything rebandaged and redressed because it got soaked. We were showering. We didn't know how to cover it up. Thought we were, you know, being careful and everything got wet. And, you know, that's, that's a problem. Definitely have to go back in and get that fixed. So cast covers, very important. Do I need one? Okay, can I bathe or can I shower? A lot of doctors are like, we don't even want you to soak the area. We don't want, you know, if you shower, it should be a five-minute shower. Just these questions are very important. You know, another thing that I found very important to ask is, am I going in a boot? Am I going in a splint? You know, am I going in a cast? Because those, those three things are very, very different. I went into a boot, and as you saw, it's big, it's gray, it's giving, it's giving not being able to walk appropriately but believe it or not for me it is a lot more comfortable because if i'm not standing or moving around i can take it off and i can elevate in my bed if you're in a cast you can't take a cast off it's completely fiberglass completely cylindrical you're not going anywhere right you have to elevate all the time because there's no room for expansion if you have a splint that's a little easier than the cast because you have kind of like this soft opening in the front where if you do have swelling, the swelling has somewhere to escape. I mean, it's huge. It's clunky. It is very heavy. I will say that. But it is a lot easier in the sense of, you know, again, there's just that swelling having somewhere to go because that does get very uncomfortable wearing something really, really tight. It does get painful. So those are that's really important to understand.
and to know what am I going in after surgery? You know, do I need crutches? Do I need a knee scooter? Do I need a wheelchair? You know, do you have stairs in your home? A lot of people don't even think about that until it's too late. And listen, that's not their fault. This is where you live all the time. You know, well, all the time. <laughs> I hope so. But this is where you live. So for you, it's just routine. You know, you go up the stairs, you do this, you do that. And then at the last minute, you're like, wait a second, I have stairs. And if I can't bear weight, how am I going to go up and down? How am I going to get to my room? What if your bathroom is up there? How am I going to get, if you live on a walk up in the city, how am I going to get upstairs? And there are, believe or not, believe it or not, there are rules and there are ways to get this done. You know what I mean? So those are very, very important questions. And I will tell you the trick with that. It is very, very simple as uh, Neanderthal, as I'm going to sound, as barbaric as it's going to sound, you got to use your ass. If you have to go up and down the stairs and you really have to, and you know, safely, you got to go up and down on your bum. That's just how it works. Listen, that's the advice we give everybody in our office, you know, and it also helps if you have someone with you because they can always monitor you, but up and down your ass, that's what you, you got to do. It's fucking tough. You know what I mean? All right, let's see. So I mentioned how long do you have to elevate during the day? If you're elevating at night, like myself, I wore a boot, but at night I was able to take it off. Although for the first week I didn't because I was afraid of, you know, going to sleep and kind of moving my ankle around involuntarily as one does when they sleep. And, you know, I didn't want to be uncomfortable. So I didn't take it off for to sleep for about a week. And then afterwards I felt a little more comfortable, you know, because I was more mindful at that point. Uh, let's see. So I knew the answer to all these questions, and that's what made me feel like I could get through all of this. I was completely prepared for everything, you know, and that confidence made me feel like I can get through the first two weeks. And that's important when, you know, because you aren't prepared, you start, when, when you aren't prepared, you start to panic. And when you feel, you know, that panic feeling, you start to have anxiety. And when you're anxious, you kind of get out of control. And that doesn't make you feel good either. So not only are you trying to care for, you know, this wound you have here or take care of yourself after surgery, but then you also have your mind racing. You have all these questions. And that's when people tend to make mistakes. That's when people, you know, panic mode is never the best mode. So it's nice to be prepared. It's nice to know what to expect. And that confidence actually helps you. You know, it helps you make those conscious decisions. It helps you understand that you have to be present where you are at the moment. So if you're going through this or something similar or any type of surgery or procedure, I urge you, I 100, 1,000% recommend that you ask all the questions you need to ask and prepare yourself. You have to advocate for yourself. And that's one thing uh, a podcaster always says, shout out to Miss She Said. She says this from that um Harris tribe. Uh, she says this all the time. You have to advocate for yourself. You have to ask questions, no matter how annoying you might think you sound, because a lot of people don't want to ask their physicians, their doctors questions because they're like, oh my goodness, they're probably tired of me asking them either the same thing or, you know, variations of the same thing. But you have to know, you know what I mean? You, you have to know for yourself because you're the one going under having these procedures done, having the surgery done, you have to know all the information. So definitely ask, always prepare yourself. Okay, prepare yourself, prepare your home, 
prepare your family. This is important because all these things will affect how the first two weeks will go and determine how your recovery time will go as well. So it's a chain reaction. Another important uh, piece of information that you should know or that you should ask about are medications. You know, am I taking any type of pain medication? If so, what am I taking? How am I taking these? What are the side effects? Are you taking blood thinners? Because you can't really move. So circulation is going to suck and you don't wanna risk any issues with circulation. You know, you're always, you're either sitting or you're elevating. You're not putting, you know, the affected side down on the ground. You need to know, hey, what am I gonna do to help with my circulation since I can't do, you know, the normal things I do every single day? Those are very important questions. Okay, because if, listen, you don't want anything to happen to you all when you're already kind of in like this weak moment. Another big question is, are you taking antibiotics? You know, after surgery, typically they either prescribe antibiotics or, you know, when you're under, they put it in your IV. But as a woman, do I need to take an antifungal along with my antibiotics, depending on how long the course is? Because sometimes antibiotics cause yeast infections. And yes, this sounds crazy. It might sound extreme, but it's medicine and it's science. We all have to be fucking grown up about it and we have to be prepared. <laughs> like I said before, it is extremely important to know how your body's going to react to these extreme changes because it is an extreme change. You know, going under, waking back up, you might feel okay the first two days. And then after your body's still getting used to the fact that, hey, you just had anesthesia. You know, now you're taking all these medications. Now, we you have an injury that your body's like oh my gosh we have to you know head to this area and help it heal your body's doing so much at one time that you want to see where you can help it out at right and i say that because supplements also help you know for all my supplement baddies but you need to ask those questions what supplements can i take what supplements do i have to stop if you're already taking something you know and learn about those healing supplements because they exist a lot of, yeah, a lot of, you know, everybody wants to always go the pharmaceutical route because it's easy and people do the thinking for you. But sometimes buckling down, looking up certain supplements, you know, certain foods and things like that for your own benefit. Why not? Let's do it. Not everything has to be prescribed. You can definitely go out there and get, you know, the natural things. For me, holistic, I love it. It's something that I recommend everyone look into um, because it just takes a lesser toll. Well, it doesn't, it takes, it's a positive toll on your body. Let's just say that. All right. Foods that can help you improve or promote healing foods that help with circulation and that help with overall strength of your body. All those things exist. I would definitely look into that as well. You know, if you have the time, definitely, because it's not going to hurt you as long as you clear it, of course, with your doctor, it's not going to help you. I mean, it's not going to hurt you or hinder you. If anything, it's going to help you. I left this last piece of information that you guys should know for last, because as you guys know, mental health is a very, very big thing for me. It is very important. And one thing I will start off by saying is it is important to ground yourself during this time. And speaking for myself, I knew that I would start feeling down and out, not being able to move as I did, not being able to work out, 
worrying about, you know, atrophy and the loss of strength, not only in my foot or my ankle, but, you know, my, my overall leg, my overall right side, I was very worried about that. And as someone who is as regimented as I am, like I said before, wake up at 5 a.m. to work out before heading to work, preps her food for the day, runs around at work, I'm super transient, always moving around. And as a person who knows herself very well, I knew that I was going to struggle with not being able to do any of these things anymore. And I knew I was also going to struggle with telling my family the things that I need or, you know, the things that I need for them to do in the house or some, th some of the things that I want because I couldn't get it myself. And listen, that's a whole different feeling. Okay. And I'm not going to front. I had great support. Everything was amazing. Nothing was missing. Um, I had everything I needed, everything I wanted, really. But it also took a lot of conversations with my hubby, Shani Wong Kenobi. Right before surgery, we went down the list, you know, letting him know what to expect. And he did a beautiful job in making sure that I was good, had everything I needed, that the house was ready, that everything was prepared. You know, the girls knew this is what's happening. This is the change. So everybody was very hands-on. So I strongly suggest that you set up a mental health support team. And yes, that sounds dramatic, but a team can be two people. A team can be yourself, making sure that you yourself are getting your own self-care. A team can be you and your journal sharing, you know, how you feel, letting go any frustrations with a pen or paper, you know, a pen and paper, I should say. A team can be emailing someone, you know, starting a conversation, checking in on someone, binge watching something that makes you happy that you weren't able to do because of work or how busy you were. And I will say I was, or I am very lucky. I'm not going to say I was, I am very lucky. And as some millennials say, blessed. Yeah, no, I'll make fun of that word, <laughs> but I was very blessed because I had a great support team. Not only did my hubby and the girls help me out, but I had a very good friend come in, check on me. She called me every day. She came to hang out. She helped me if I needed help around the house. She texted and called me every single day. I think I mentioned that already. Her check-in game was real, real MVP. I'm not going to fry. <laughs> and maybe that's better than saying support team. You know, you know what? That's better than saying support team. Check-in sounds better. Make sure you check in with someone. And if it's not someone, then it can be yourself. How am I feeling today? Am I in pain today? Am I sad today? What are my feelings? Is my mind okay today? You know, these things are all part of recovering and part of life. I always say that, yeah, I already know mental health for me takes precedence. You always have to make sure if you're not right here, you can't be right anywhere else, all right? So taking your recovery one day at a time is extremely important. And I know that it is easier said than done. And not everyone has someone to check in with or to talk to. And this is when social media comes into play. Honestly, join, you can join a group, you know, send messages, have, do, do what you can around your house, whether it's puzzles, writing, uh, arts and crafts, reading a book, writing a book. You know, people watch out your window, speak to your neighbors and let them know what's going on all while knowing your limits, of course, because you don't want to do all these things at once and then you're exhausted and you're like, oh, I'm in pain. You really have to understand your limits. Um, and this may sound extreme, but home care is also an option. Someone who can come and just, just be company, 
you know, knowing that someone is coming over and they can help you do things around your home or even to yourself, whether you have to bathe, you know, wound care, if that's what you have to do. But just knowing that someone's coming over is also very helpful. All right. Also, home care facilities is an option. So you aren't alone. It's just things that you can think, think about, you know, especially if being alone is not your thing, which I totally understand. You went through a traumatic event and now you have to be alone and you know, recover through this traumatic event on your own, that's pretty tough. I get it. I I understand. So you and you alone know yourself, you know, your body, you know what you need or what you don't need, mi gente. Just make sure that you are thinking about what's best for you and how to make your recovery as smooth and as healthy as possible. All right. Self-care is real. Take your time to heal. Stop. I'm telling y'all, it's just like, it's just crazy. It's just insane. I know. <laughs> I, mi gente, it's time for the Michelle shout out segment. And this is the place where podcasts, you know, podcasters, content creators, and people alike get their flowers for being amazing and showing love and support to not only me, but to everyone in the community. Okay, so first on the list. Sonia LeRae, the host of Whispers in a Bottle, shout out to her for checking in, okay, and for the words of encouragement. Yes. Yes, I really, really appreciate it, honey. I appreciate you. She gave me the take it slow and give it, you know, one day at a time talk, and I definitely needed to hear that. Sometimes we forget that we're human and need time to heal once wounded. And yes, I wanted to make that sound super poetic. So shout out to Sonia from Whispers in a Bottle podcast. Hunte, I appreciate you. Next up, shout out to Miss She Said from the Harris Tribe, okay? I absolutely adore her. She is just her and her family, you know, just such a really bright light, such a beautiful, strong woman who advocates for herself. And she also makes sure that we're, we're advocating for ourselves. Okay. Every man, woman, and child, we advocate for ourselves in life. Okay, she actually just had surgery. So go check out her journey on Instagram. And I thank her for being amazing she is a real one all right next we have let's see my very good neighbor alexis yes. shout out to alexis for checking in and texting and making sure that i didn't need anything and that i was doing well every time she saw shani Wan kenobi you know in the laundry room or anything hey are you guys okay do you guys need anything just such a sweetheart she's truly a great neighbor and a great friend and lastly shout out to timani girl i heart you girl okay shout out to for t well shout out to team money for the check-ins okay the text messages the phone calls the funny moments the memes the gifs gifs however the fuck you say it she sent me on a daily basis okay shout out to her she just knew when 
to send me or what to send me and when to send it to me. It was always the perfect time. So thank you to her. Okay. Because I was going crazy my first two, you know, for the two weeks, it was a, it was a bit much. So I appreciate her so much. I love you girl. And I'm clearly obsessed. <laughs> Honestly, shout out to everyone that reached out. That is always important. And that's what I was just talking about mental health check-ins. It's important for us to check up on each other, you know, make sure that we're good because it's tough out here. It really, really is. We're going through some crazy times, but you know, we all have to keep living life and surviving through all the bullshit and being together definitely helps, you know, get through that. So thank you. And mi familia, don't forget, if you're a podcaster, want me to shout out any of your favorite podcasts, DM me, email me, send me a message, and I will make sure to connect and give them a shout out because, you know, we all out here trying to grow. That's it, mi familia. And there's nothing like showing each other love and support. Nothing at all. That shit is free. All right. Bueno, my people, me gente, it's about that time. Like always, I want to thank you for spending your precious moments with me. Always. I know we got personal, but before I go, I want to remind you to please make sure you follow me on Instagram at its.me.shell and click the link in my bio. It'll take you to all my other socials. You can send me direct voice messages, emails, and so much more. Subscribe to my YouTube channel and make sure you click that notification bell so you don't miss out on any content. I, you don't want to miss out on anything. This episode will be out on audio podcast, well, audio platforms. I always make that a really big mouthful, audio podcast platforms. It'll be out on all podcast platforms as well for all my audio baddies. So make sure you subscribe on all podcast platforms as well. Let's go, mi familia. I am just trying to get these numbers up. All links will be in the description below and it'll be on my Instagram bio because I like to give you choices because I'm just out here trying to make getting to Friday a lot easier. And just like that, we've reached the end of the It's Me Shell podcast and you can tune in and catch It's Me Shell every Monday to make sure your week starts off on the right foot or so we can just say fuck Mondays together wherever you stream your podcasts and on YouTube. Make sure you tune in next week. We're going to be talking about vacationing and what that means to people. You know, how people feel about it, all that good stuff. Actually, Mijenta, let me know what you guys think about vacationing. Send me a DM, voice message, email, whatever you want. I want to get those get, get, get those answers to me, you know? And I think I might have a guest. I'm not sure. I'm still thinking about it, all right? And lastly, because you already know I always have to, you know, give you guys my moments, all right? Lastly, I want to say this. Since COVID, there has been an influx of people with cards, with cars, sorry, not cards, with cars on the roads. You know, the roads are filled with a whole bunch of vehicles, and I just don't know where the fuck they're coming from. They're just appearing left and right, always stuck in traffic. It's pretty insane. Right, but Ford just filed a patent for self-repossessing cars. This means that cars will drive themselves to junkyards if people miss their car payments. Wait. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? Peace and love. I'm out. I see you. It's me. 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 It's me.
It's Michelle.